Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guests on the show are Simon and Sorka from the Dublin-based band called Ships. They've just released their debut album. It's called Procession. It's available on ships.bandcamp.com. Nile or Nine says it's one of his favourite albums of the year. He says it's one of the best Irish albums of the year. You can buy the vinyl on there. It's a real thing of beauty. It's gatefold. It's got all of those cool vinyl words. It's handmade, handprinted, and it just looks unbelievable. Uh, I would definitely... You, you'll actually hear us talk about it in the podcast, just how beautiful it is. So you'll get, you'll get the full explanation. Don't worry about that. Ships have been around for a while. They've, uh, they've played all the festivals. They're a real festival band. Uh, if you get a chance to see them over the summer, definitely do check them out. Um, yeah, they did an interview with Louise Bruton in the Irish Times where they talk about playing champion chords, and that's kind of what their what their thing is. Very dancey, disco-y, 80s type stuff. We talk about all that on the podcast. Really enjoyable interview. Uh, it starts off with just me and Sorka because Simon is has gone to the post office because Procession is self-released. So that's what you have to do as an independent band. You're literally going to the post office and sending off your albums to people. So you'll hear all that and a lot more in the interview that's to come up. If you're listening to The Point of Everything for the first time, you can subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Just search for The Point of Everything. It should come up. Make sure to make sure to click that subscribe button and you won't miss a thing. Loads of really good interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Give us an old tweet at TPOE blog or on Facebook, The Point of Everything. I think that's all of the housework out of the way now. So let's go to myself and Sorka sitting in our living room right now. So you've just shown me around your lovely house. That's right. And uh, like a, a studio room, a practice room, a... Uh, a room with um, loads of records in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, is ships your life? Or at the moment, is it, does yeah. it feel like it? Let's see. So those rooms in other people's homes would be otherwise known as your living room, <laughs> a bedroom, <clears throat> an attic or whatever. But yeah, we have, um, the house is a bit overrun at the moment with um, our musical endeavours. So the good thing about living together and having the house here is that we have a rehearsal room. So we can shift that around whatever way we want. And yeah, the, the, the studio's in the attic, you saw that. Um, that's a permanent feature. And the, there's a kind of a temporary um, procession album um, shipping depot in the, in the front living room at the moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was it was that what you were like always planning to do like we have to find a place mm -hmm. where we're going to set up studio at home yeah that was essential and um, we were lucky in the last place we lived we had a similar setup so we had one room totally for the studio which is uninterrupted so there's not other things going on you don't have to shift things around and um, and we also had a living room that we could rehearse in in our last house so yeah we um we will look for the same here. Um, I said to you when you came in that we've actually just found out again that we have to move house, which is devastating. Um, so, so, so if anybody listening has any <laughs> tips. <laughs> any hot tips on some affordable house that can house in. Yeah, actually, we're, we're, we're opening our eyes to... Well, Cork, you know, Cork is where it's at. Cork seems to be really reasonable. Like I have delved into Daft and uh, when you just put, you know, if you, I don't put just Dublin, I just put my, my price range and what I'm looking for and I just put it for the whole of Ireland. Uh, it's like, just see, I mean, just see what happens. And Cork is the most reasonable and it has the, like, the nicest looking homes that are actually livable and clean and well furnished. If it wasn't so far from everything else that we're doing, <laughs> it actually would possibly be an option. So, so um, is Simon? Does Simon record ships music? We Would both you, do. You both do. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a joint. Um, well, we record. Sometimes we record things together, and write together from the beginning. Um, sometimes we start off songs uh, separately, and I have a, a second studio in the back room, which is somewhat dismantled at the moment. Um, 
So some of the sh- that, the procession record might have started down in that studio and then we moved it up to the big one or vice versa. Simon might start something up in the big studio and then might bounce it down to me and I'd add things. And some songs we did entirely together um, from beginning to end. So there's kind of, there's no, never been one way that we do it, um, but we mix together and we produce together and everything has to be agreed upon, which is probably why it took so long. Really? Yeah. But what were the arguments about? Like, oh, I don't, I don't like that mix. Oh, but it'd be way more specific, you know, it'd be like down to like, you know, oh, I, I dropped that beat right before it comes into the, the chorus or something like, no, that beat's essential, you know, like <laughs> making a case for like a particular thing or I kind of discovered that I... I, ha- I really like a round sound. I like, you know, just this is a real generalization of sounds, but I, you know, there's often it come down to Simon liking like a harsher sounding sound and me liking a rounder sound, but we'll be talking about a particular note in a particular place in a particular song, and that might go on for a day. <laughs> like, just a day? I mean, yeah. Weeks later. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we'd be like, do you know what, Let, we won't decide that now then, let's just leave it and <laughs> let's then... Let's just move on. Move on for the rest. So, yeah, it's... it's. Um, I mean, it was essential for us that we both, um, you know, I suppose, liked what we were hearing back. Um, and that's, I suppose, what makes it a ship sound as opposed to a, a project I've done or a project Simon's done, you know. Um, it has its advantages and disadvantages did when ships started or when mm. you guys started making music together was it uh more of a traditional studio based thing and you were like i don't know if this is going to work um i don't you know i'm not even sure because when we kind of met we um again we kind of had kernels of songs um and we kind of shared them back and forth and I don't like. I know it sounds funny to say, but like, I don't think we had any kind of plan whatsoever. <laughs> just, just to make music together. Yeah, it was yeah. just like we were. We just enjoyed making music together, and then as as we accumulated songs, um, we we started to get gigs, and then we ended up playing live really for the last kind of five years, and spending maybe not as much time in the studio until we decided that we like we had so many songs it was time to kind of get capture them yeah. uh, before um before it was too late that's, that's <laughs> one of the things i was going to ask you just mm. um about actually making an album because you've done a couple of seven inches you've done yeah. a couple of um just a good few singles and yeah. now it kind of comes to an album like i was wondering at one stage like oh are they going to be the band who like you know, oh, the album is dead. You know, it's, it's all about single releases, just stick stuff online. Oh, God, yeah, no, we're not that um, forward-thinking in any way. <laughs> we have, like, zero plan. Um, no, I think it was a case that we had um, we had enough songs that we had started recording and we liked and we kind of, we kept going back to them and really building them up production-wise um, and enjoying that. And... You know, I, I should say as well, there's been a lot of other people who have asked, when is the album? When are you going to put out an album? And until this moment in time, I kind of forget to really credit other people's idea that an album would be a good idea <clears throat> because we listened, you know. I suppose people enjoyed the, the, the few things that we did do and enjoyed the gigs and yeah, I, I we probably were egged on by a lot of people who came to gigs and other musical friends uh, just asking when is it as if that's a given that you do it and it just percolated in and yeah. so we're like yeah of course we'll do an album. So like you, you never you never did sit down and just like after you got some some feedback yeah. back in 2012 when you started putting music <laughs> yeah, out you weren't yeah. like let's sit down and write out like a, a business plan no. or a five-year plan <laughs> for ships. Oh god no no we didn't even have a um, a plan when we when we put this album out as such, um, and we didn't realize that until somebody I, I forget who asked us oh, what was our, our our press plan, and I just broke my heart laughing. I was like, "What what press plan? Yeah. <laughs> we did the we did the album. It's it's printed. It's you know that that that's the plan. So no, that wouldn't be our forte. Let's say um, we very much live." Um, 
we like things to come as they come. And I think the record is even made like that. Like we would do it in spurts. So we would really concentrate for a period of time and um, get a lot done. Uh, and then we'd leave it. And then we might not um, sit together again for a few weeks, um, maybe even a couple of months in between certain things. And then we'd go again for like an intense period of time and get a whole lot more done. And then one by one songs were finished you know, so but we start. We only started that process about two years ago, maybe just a little under two years ago. And mm. like, d- did you have ideas going into it? Did you have some of the songs already, or was it like were all of the songs that are on the album um, like made from the kernel? You know, yeah. two years ago. Um, I think I'd have to look at the playlist now. Let's see. I think the maybe eighty percent were songs that we already had and played live actually and but maybe in different guises in some way or or maybe we just voiced them differently or whatever um and then there's at least two songs that i can think of right now i can't i can't uh got a bad recall memory (laughs) there's at least two songs that i could think of that were actually just written like i suppose most recently and when we were definitely like finishing the album so, like, we had maybe four or five other songs that might have gone on, gone on the album. Um, and uh, they got, you know, I suppose they got dropped on the way. The rest of them, yeah, we'd played them live, um, really, for a year or so. Um, so, in the sense, they were there. But we didn't yet know they were album songs. So, Simon, you've just joined us. And uh, you're just back from the post office. And, like, this is the life of an independent band i guess just shipping records to the post office yeah i guess that's a, at a certain point that's the job at hand um and uh, hand delivering as well when possible it's been nice doing a little bit of that in the last week um just kind of having a chat with people and yeah meeting you know, it's, people it's, it's, a, it's a more personable experience mm. yeah it's nice uh, you d- um, yeah, you just mentioned the funder. How did how did that go for you? Oh, it was an amazing experience. Um, and we just, um, I I was a big fan. I think you might have been too, but I I'd funded a lot of things myself over the years. I just think it's just perfect way to uh, support any kind of art or artists directly without all sorts of middlemen. I love the idea that you can be part of um, making something happen. So. I don't know when we decided we might try it, but um, we kind of set it up in August, did we? Thought about it for a while anyway, and we decided to go for it. And um, um, it was unbelievable. Like a day or two in, people start funding, and you don't expect the feelings that come along with people actually going, yeah, I'll, I'll give some money yeah. to that, and I'm, I'm happy to... So it, was, it was probably the most heartwarming experience I've ever had and it was like over a whatever 21 day period however long the fund it runs for it just got more and more heartwarming um so we funded it successfully obviously and you, you wouldn't be here I imagine if we hadn't because there there'd be no record or at least there'd be no record in in the way that it is now um uh and the, the big part of that was funding the vinyl pressing and the um the the double gatefold album artwork. Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it. I'm going to live. I'm going to hand you over to Simon and Owen. I'm going to go in and get one, (laughs) and you can like have a look at it live in the podcast. Simon, is is vinyl something that you've always like? You were just adamant, like the ship's debut album is coming out on vinyl. Um, not really. But what we what we did want to do is we wanted to, um create something physical um so the vinyl um i like the reason to do the vinyl was it was because that's the biggest kind of physical thing you can do and very much the reason for doing it was so that we could um invest or work out some kind of artwork that was uh, more than just a, a sleeve as it were for a record you know that's there there's it's 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 more than for us at least having this physical release is is more than just it being on vinyl it's the whole package and it looks amazing (laughs) 
Sorica just handed it to yes. me for the, for the <laughs> listeners. It's quite beautiful. Who did the uh, Who did the design? David Darcy. Dave Darcy of One Strong Arm. Um, he runs like an old printing letterpress studio just off Capel Street. Um, so he designed it. He um, hand printed all of these elements. There's about, I think we counted it. It's something like he had to do something like 13 passes with all the different parts that he had to do. So, but he had to do that times 250. Uh, you do the maths. <laughs> and he also oh assembled it and bound it like book binding. He, so he, he's, he's made this entire thing by hand. It's quite stunning, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. It must be like really satisfying for you as well, just to have something like this to hold at kind of, you know, five years or five and a half years after you started yeah, the band. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this, think that part of it really has also taken us by surprise in, in that, you know, we've been p- part of the design element as in we've, you know, talked to Dave from the beginning and we followed through on themes together. But the day that we actually got to go in and... Um, uh, pick it up uh, like we'd seen a prototype and all this you know but the day we got to pick it up which was actually just record store day wasn't it on mm-hmm. the 22nd of April so not that long ago um, yeah it was super magical and it, I think that for me like made it feel very real yeah there was definitely a moment of like oh that's what you mean <laughs> that's what you were talking about yeah. um, it was a little bit uh uh, it was it, at times it was a little bit uh, it didn't really translate in on the flat screen of a computer program you know that's just showing you all the elements like it's, it wasn't until it be, kind of became a physical thing that we we kind of realized how you understood how, the genius yeah Darcy. How, <laughs> how special it was as a piece uh, as a crafted piece of, of, of um, uh, artwork you know um, it really is artwork yeah. in the true sense of the term. Well, I don't know. I know artwork is just a general term for, you know, the image that accompanies uh, an, an album. No, yeah. it looks, looks great. Um, so you got it and you came back and you listened to it, I presume. And Sorka was saying before you came that like... Uh, you know that you'd just be arguing in the recording process for ages about. I never know, said just, arguing. Just <laughs> about uh, about these little bits and stuff. Like when you listen to the album, like are you able to kind of almost remove yourself from the recording of it, or are you like still would have changed that? Oh, I think it's inevitable that you'll always, like you'll always hear things that you yeah. would, of course, do differently. Um, you know, we get the vinyl back themselves uh, whenever about six weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. So before we had the gatefold. You have to check them and make sure they're okay. So that, you know, that check definitely was that time that you're like, oh, you know, there's probably a few things you do here and there. But now, yeah, now I think that's kind of dropped for me. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, at a certain point, that's it. You know, you have to draw a line. Yeah. And And it's drawn. Yeah. These, yeah. And we get to, like, we do, we, you know, we play them live or we're going to play them live now. Um, and we get to experiment a bit there and play play them differently and voice them differently there. So, um, in a sense, like we yeah we get to play around with them. Still, hmm. that part's not over. Um, you mentioned something earlier just about kind of the creative spurts that you would have, sort of thing, working like really hard and then kind of leaving it for a while. Mm. Um, Colin Tobin in the paper and Sunday Times, I think, or the Irish Times last week was talking about that kind of idea of like an artist is still working when he's not working sort of thing. Yeah. Is that kind of how it is with music as well? Like when you say uh, that you're not doing it 100 mm. percent sort of thing with mm. the music, like you still thinking of the tunes and of the beats and of the of the ideas yeah i suppose like i suppose what i was referencing is 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 actually you know making the time to work on a particular song or particular songs and sitting up and doing it um together um but yeah i mean both of us are 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 forever um involved in tinkering with music somehow and i suppose in those so you might not you might might be thinking of a particular song but it, it is it's um 
I suppose, yeah, it's percolating through, like it's just moving through your head, probably mm. unconsciously. I mean, sometimes you can be not thinking about something and you'd be in the shower and, um, you know, work something out that you weren't sure if you were going to be able to work out or not. So the, the, the in-betweens are just as important. Mm. They're I definitely think distance yeah. from, a, mm. from a, something you're working on allows you to see it in a, in a different way and allows mm. allows you to let things be or you know look at the bigger picture of it instead mm. of like focusing in on small parts so um yeah I, for us at least and for me mm. the that that process of um the relationship with what you're creating being intimate and then being a little bit distant kind of there's something to be got from both of those yeah. interactions with your whatever you're working on and, and like does it matter that the studio is like right next to the shower sort of thing you have an idea <laughs> and you can just like run next door and yeah it's recording. brilliant <laughs> <laughs> that idea come yeah from? absolutely yeah um let's let's try and go back to before ships and how you got together simon i know you were in you were the blast the blast blast crass Crew, yeah, craft crew. Laser and, Tom and yeah. the Blast yeah. Crew. Laser Tom and the Blast Craft Crew. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I am still. It's, it's still. Yeah, it's still it, it is. You uh, dropped the Blast Crew. The, the Blast Crew. Because people couldn't pronounce it. It, obviously. Was just, it was just a mouthful. It was a long mouthful. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll uh, reassemble at some stage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's still something that um, that I that I do. Um, among other things, you know, I, I like to try uh, different kinds of music projects. Um, it's not gone, um, and there's definitely some stuff coming down the line. Um, yeah, but that was maybe I think I started that about seven or eight years ago. 2010 or thereabouts, 2009. Yeah, 2010, I think, a little bit after. At least a great debut album as well. Thanks. That was in 2013. Yeah, that was like four years ago now. But yeah, there's some. There's Laser Tom's not dead. He's in sitting um, right here. He's in there. <laughs> he's in what's it called when you're in limbo, hyperspace, no. and you're uh, put asleep. Stasis. Stasis. Yeah. <laughs> what other musical projects are there as well? Uh, I recently did a thing called Music for Eighteen Machines. Oh, okay, with Good Time. No, um, Somadron. Uh, Neil joined me in the performance of the piece, yeah. Um, but um, that was something that I'd been working on for a couple of years. Oh, okay. Yeah, Is, uh, that's your baby. Yeah. Oh wow! I saw the pictures of that. That looks unbelievable. It was a, it was a pretty wild, um, couple of shows that were done. Like, yeah. Dare I ask, like, how you got? All of the machine, like, did you practice, or were you able to practice in the one room together? Uh, well, pretty much. I like what I did was uh, was I looked at the score of for music for eighteen musicians. It's a Steve Reich piece, and uh, over a period of about six months, on and off, I uh, transcribed the score uh, onto a computer program, and basically, then the program was triggering the synthesizer. So there was no. Nobody was playing the keys or the notes. The computer was doing all of that, and the human interaction was uh, was just kind of sound shaping the the the, 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 the sounds coming from the synthesizers. Uh, that sounds yeah. that sounds mad. Like <laughs> I like I I think that I've only seen the pictures. Like I saw a couple of pictures on Instagram, stuff like that. So I don't know if I can I could actually uh, orally hourly. Yeah. Well, it was it was. I mean, it was quite. Uh, faithful to the to the original piece, but um, what was uh, what was great was that we we could amplify it um, on a on, on a big sound system and kind of make it a little bit more of a physical experience, uh, and that was another you know another uh, side to it that separated it from the original piece in some ways. But largely, it was it 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 was a you know a rearrangement of of Steve Reich's original like so. When you do something like that, like so, uh, 
such a big undertaking is do you just feel relief afterwards you're like oh finally I can kind of have my life back after dedicating I, I did I did <laughs> <laughs> I presume you're just dedicating like r- ridiculous hours of the day to it there well I it, it was it was I, I think I planned it pretty well in terms of it not uh consuming me <laughs> for all that period uh of the run-up to the show and to a degree, um, you know, it was there was there was a there was a, a not knowing how it was going to be, and it wasn't mm. until it was performed at the end. It was at the end, and like literally at the last note, there was like it was like okay, it happened. You know, <laughs> like it, 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 we made it, made it. You know, like the, the um, there was a re- a sense of relief then. Uh, and and even only then realizing you know how much work had gone into it to you know make it happen. But uh, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> I'm, I'm reliving the experience again. Yeah, just life. about getting your life back after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that happened pretty quickly. But like there, it, but it was like it was a kind of a it was a long time dream of mine to to do something like this, and it kind of took a few circumstances, a few bits of equipment and software and uh, like to finally be able to make it happen on, on, on the terms that I knew I'd be able to do it, like without kind of having to get uh, any, any more people involved than just asking Neil to, to be there, you know. There, there have been two performances of Havler? There was like, there was a kind of a, yes, there was. Two performances. One was part of the St. Patrick's Festival in... Uh, NCH? No, we did it in St. Patrick's Cathedral on uh, Clambrassel Street. Yeah. Um, and that was uh, uh, just such an incredible space f- to be able to put a piece of music like that on. And it's massive. It's just... Like, yeah, it was, you know, it's, it was spectacular it's an awesome space. place for, you know, to see 18 synthesizers and they all have such character um and they're all on those stands so you can really you can see the front of them and incredible lights like it was uh, hourly it was beautiful but it was even spectacular um setting vision mm. of the whole thing it was it was quite amazing um, but it worked you did it in the button factory too and I, I i think it worked just as well there just in a different yeah, a different, different way that, yeah. Like, yeah um it was somehow more intimate there um, well, not somehow. It's a smaller space than St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's not a mystery, but um, I think it probably. I think any. I, I, I think any space that it may be in is going to shape your experience of it some some way. And that's, yeah. I think that's a pretty cool way of it. You know, there there and there might be more. Hopefully, yeah. I'm trying to encourage you to do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year. Is is that piece kind of done now? Is that kind of put to bed, or can it be brought out? Um, if, if you get 18 synthesizers yeah, yeah well I mean there's a few logistics and uh, I got a lot of help doing the last one in terms of borrowing equipment off since I don't own 18 synthesizers so uh, so there was a lot of support there that, that would be amazing if like I was shown the studio and there's just yeah, there's 18 synthesizers there's a wall like that's that. the wall of synthesizers uh so yeah, a few things to work out there, and um, yeah, I'm 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 working with someone else about trying uh, working with someone else about trying to um, to uh, perform it uh, out of Ireland. Oh, so cool. watch this space. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Exactly, we'll see. There's, there. I think there's scope and appeal. It's an it's an internationally renowned piece of music, um, and what we're doing with it. Uh, um, I think it's something that is interesting enough. The response has been really good, and I think that it will translate out of Ireland to anywhere. Great. Look forward Fingers to crossed. seeing like, yeah. what happens with it. I really want to see it as well. Just just that wall of synths. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorka, what about you? Were you in Axe before Ships? Yeah. Were you part of the Blast? I'm not going to say it again. The Blast Crew. crew. I was a member of the Blast Crew for a period of time, yeah. Um, Just helping out on... What did I do? I played... sang on one of the songs on the album. Oh, that's true. 
I forgot about that. Two, two of the songs. I sang on two of the album songs. Yeah, I forgot that. Um, I was thinking more of the uh, the blast, the live played, uh, blast crew. Yeah, played keys live. As yeah, well. um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been playing music since I was a teenager in various guises. Um, that's all you're getting about that. And <laughs> no, yeah, no, I had um, no, I actually. So, like, I mean, before. Myself and Simon met up. I had um, I'd been living away for a while, and I came back, and I kind of I met you, you know, maybe four years or so um, after I came back. So it was the first time, kind of back here, anyway, that I I got back into something seriously. I played with a few different people, um, just trying things out, and and played a few gigs solo and things like that. Um, but yeah, uh, um, when Simon and I started playing, it was my first uh, return to the soil. <laughs> um, yeah, Simon's looking at me, good. Not he's just nodding, nodding, yeah. nodding. And so um, was it? Was it just the fact that you were playing on a couple of the Laser Tom? Uh, songs on the album that you're like maybe we should record something together no that came after um i think we were already um messing around playing songs and um in a studio before i think the blast cruise the laser tom stuff was uh like um parallel i suppose in some ways so we were already working together um mm. yeah i mean i i have a i play i have a load of songs that i haven't done anything with that I, I record under the moniker Wounded Healer. Yeah, I was going to ask. Um, yeah, and that's kind of, but they, the, I think both of those things, they, they just kind of run alongside, well, they all run alongside each other, you know, so there's kind of overlap in Ships and Laser Tom and Wounded Healer and whatever, you know, there's some music for 18 mus- <laughs> machines. Um, we just kind of, just do them all. Do them all yeah. at the same time. Is, is, <laughs> is there something specific about mm. ships and something specific about the other um, mm. projects that, mm. like, it's good to kind of get away and kind of try this specific yeah. type of thing? I suppose, like, well, for me, like, the Wounded Healer stuff is is really... Um, I, like, I've always written songs and I kind of have a backlog of songs. Some of them I've played with other people and some of them I've never done anything with and for me that's just a, I suppose a way to put them all together and put them out um and you know I'm my own boss in that which is good and bad and I suppose the same with Laser Tom like it's completely your project and your vision um and so yeah Ships is entirely different in the sense that um we both have to agree on what we're what we're doing and we both have to like it uh, so it, it it's it, it like working on either of them is is a completely different experience you know and um, working on solo stuff I mean it's it's you're on your own it's solo <laughs> you don't have to answer to anybody you might bounce an idea off somebody or um maybe get some feedback but ultimately um it's up to you what, what happens and chips is like it's a proper collaboration for all the good and bad that comes with that. Or I should say good and difficulty. <laughs> Not bad. There's yeah. no bad. We kind of spur each other on a little bit and yeah. sometimes that hurts. Sometimes <laughs> spurs turn into spars and then next thing yeah, somebody loses a finger or something. <laughs> the music gets made. <laughs> the yes. music does get made, yeah. yeah. And it, I suppose it is. It is a, it's a nice you know, um, a challenge to actually really work something out, like really work it out mm. um, till we're both satisfied. Because um, I don't think I would, um, I, I tend to work a lot quicker in myself. I know you're much more methodical, Simon, in Laser Tom, hence it being so bloody good. Uh, but I, <laughs> uh, like uh, production-wise and mix-wise, and I, t- I would tend to, um, I like accidents and I like kind of doing things on a whim and like the wounded healer stuff is like I, I, if I put something in and it, it captures something but it doesn't sound exactly perfect or there's a weird sound coming in through a cable or something I'm like well, I'm keeping it that's just part of the vibe you know um, so ships is kind of kind of somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. you know like we we work things out but we do live in some odd bits but then I suppose they usually 
covered up by all the other cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was there an idea with the uh, with the sound that you were aiming for at the start? Like, uh, I don't know. You always hear it mm. sound sound like the 1980s sort of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, we hear that. I don't, I don't know if you're like. Yeah. I suppose in some way it's just kind of the instruments that are at our disposal, in a sense. Yeah. Um, like we haven't come into it with a. Yeah. Um, plan. And also, somebody asked us about this recently. Like in a, like over the two or so, two and a bit, two and a few months time that we've been preparing this record. Uh, you know, the part of the journey is trying things out, and um, you know doing it th this way or that way and um, so there wasn't a clear like idea or or goal in terms of how we wanted to sound we were just kind of like you know trying things out until we were happy and if that sounds in any particular way then I guess that kind of harkens back to you know what our ears like yeah and and that kind of you know first experience of falling in love with music was was in the was 80s in the <laughs> 80s and it's probably like yeah. that 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 feeling like you know that the satisfaction at a point where you reach with a song ties back into that for us a little bit like you mm. know i guess especially you know in terms of us being the same age ish and mm. you know Sad. having Simon's a, older. having a Just having a common ground <laughs> there you know, that that's, you know, I guess for both of us, that's where we, um, you know, where our musical tastes meet, mm. for sure. And it comes out like ships. <laughs> um, judging by the sound of it, like Prince is a name that I that kind of jumps out at me. Is Prince like like up there in your in your list, list of favorites? Ah, Jesus, yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure, even came to Circuit in a Dream there. <laughs> yeah, like last last year. Yeah, actually, actually, that is true. You were asking about some of the songs, like the "Nothing But" um, is a song that um, started as a kernel on um, Valentine's Day, mm -hmm. like uh, two years ago, um, and then the rest of it came the day that Prince was being buried. It was a Saturday afternoon, and the rest of the song got written that day, and a bunch of it recorded, and. That night, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this because <laughs> it was so weird. I had a dream. Uh, so I was, I'll paint the picture. I'm in like um, a kind of a misty place that's not misty, but it's misty, a hazy place. It's got no ceiling, no floor, no, like, yeah, you're, are you there? I'm it's there. got, so you're kind of like, you know, there's, there's nothing under you. There's nothing above you, but it's all of, uh, full of this kind of misty haze. And out of this haze comes like Prince and he's wearing his full, you know, the kind of big lapel purple <laughs> yeah. suit. And I'm like totally conscious and awake in my dream. But I'm like, holy shit, like that's Prince coming out of the mist. And he just comes right up to me and he just said, no false idols. And then he just missed it away again. <laughs> So I woke up, I have no idea what I know what he means, but I'm going to try and live by it. Wow. No false idols. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. So he's all over that, that record in spirit, in spirit. Yeah. Fa favorite Prince albums? Oh, I, 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 I think it has like, to be plural as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I could. I mean, uh, like it spans such a long time. I'm definitely more like a song, a song person than albums also like moods it depends on what what kind of mood i'm in mm. i couldn't pick a favorite it's like picking a favorite baby or something isn't it <laughs> yeah too hard too hard next <laughs> <laughs> coming coming back more more modern day uh it seemed like space inside really kind of set the path for the album did that was that kind of something different for you did you kind of feel like like oh maybe maybe we've hit something hit something there that we can explore more i don't think so i think space inside was <laughs> oh, no one you're wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah sorry no I it is it's a bit of an anomaly of a song so yeah it's fine like yeah. uh kind of like uh i think we were we knew we had a new year's eve gig coming up or something and we were like let's write something that's a little bit fun for new year's for eve. new year's it was eve. in block t in smithfield yeah on new year's eve and we um, wrote it for that gig 
That's a celebratory that, that, like, song. Yeah, so like I mean, there wasn't a like there wasn't a kind like yeah. We just we wanted to we we wanted to have a fun song. And there was no um, there was no plan, and I guess you know even at that we were drawing on you know uh, you know our like eighties uh, boogie tracks and and you know also we were both like, big you know, Michael Jackson yeah. fans when we were children, like massive. And we, and we only like we met each other in our late twenties, mm, oh, and um, <laughs> in our twenties. Um, but yeah, we were like both huge, huge Michael Jackson fans, yeah. and I suppose um, that song, in in a sense, is like it's, it's a lot of our really fun musical loves all rolled into one. And it just so happened that we well we made a recording of it. Um, off the back of people enjoying it live a lot. And then it just so happened that a, a good Berlin um, label heard it and loved it and wanted to put it out. But again, we we hadn't, you know, we didn't record and be like, let's make this a, a single or let's put this out or something. That We got approached um, by them. And that's yeah, there was no it, plan. There was no plan for it. Let's <laughs> say that's like the prevailing theme of Shift, isn't it? Not, not a plan. Not yeah. a plan in sight. I'm not sure what we're doing. <laughs> directionless ships yeah we're just floating is that just um uh like the power of the internet just the the label heard it like online on Bandcamp. i think a friend actually sent it sent it on a friend a musical friend of ours that's a nice that's a good friend yes it is it is a good friend yeah yeah um it seems (laughs) it seems like you have uh, a lot of them in dublin like just working with the um music for 18 machines uh like um I saw Niall, Niall was saying that you got help on the album from Ross Turner, John Coy, and uh, Rian Trench from Solar Rares. That's right. Like, do you feel very much part of that kind of cohort of people? Yeah, I suppose. People? Like, I like we both have a history here in a sense. Like, I I, I played in a band with um, uh, a band called Palamine with Glenn Keating, who's now in Jape. Um, and Neil Somadrome was our um, synth player and um, another guy, Andrew Clark, who doesn't play music, although he should, um, but he's now a VFX, what is it? Like super, he's a superman, a VFX supervisor, superman. And also Kiva Derwin from, um, I forget the name of, um, it's September Girls. So like we were all playing together and met Neil and then like I would have met all the guys in the Red Manifesto then and John Cowie was playing in a, band called dead man's flats i think or something like that when we were teenagers so we've kind of actually the it's quite strange but a big group of us who were playing music then just happened to be still playing music now so a lot of those friendships go back a long time and you met neil and glenn in college mm-hmm. in your early 20s um so I suppose the friendships they're 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 fully musical like we've played on we've both played with i am the cosmos live and um, you've played with Jape live and you know we've kind of played like, with solar players I played with solar players live you know so we kind of there, there's there's definitely a really <clears throat> um, big musical friendship there but there's also a lot of history um, to our it just starts in our teenage lives actually so we know each other for a long time and that you know we got to meet Rian um, through knowing that gang I think Mm. Um, or, or John through John, but we got to know yeah. John through, um, yeah. probably through I'm the Cosmos and right. Keen, yeah. who's yeah. in I'm the Cosmos, played with us, and, yeah. and Ross Ross's, play. <laughs> the Ross's as well. played with us, and Ross yeah. is in I'm the Cosmos with Keen, <laughs> and John knows Keen, yeah. And so there's a lot John of was in the band with Rian, yeah, that kind of you know, it's like. <laughs> Like a spider's web, like yeah. all of these, all of these bands. Yeah, it's it, like I don't know. I get sad when I see that, like, oh, Solar Bears has kind of come to an end. It's yeah. like you have to pay attention and see what they're doing and like yeah. get all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's still all there. Everything they did is there for you to enjoy. That's what I remind myself. It's a yeah, it's beautiful work, mm. and I mean, they're both super talented dudes. So it's not the end of their musical outputs at all. That's good to hear. Yeah. So what kind of help did you get? With, are they actually on the album? Those three guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ross has, has had, had, had played, had recorded some drums for us 
a while back and we uh, continue to use just been <laughs> dipping in and out of those <laughs> to use his files. Drum recordings. He's on tour with Lisa Hannigan, isn't he? Yeah, he is, that's yeah. right. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and John was over in the house. John Carey was over in the house, and I w- like one time I was showing him a track, and I just said, "Oh, would you, do you want to try singing singing some backing vocal on this?" And he was like, "Yep, yeah, cool." So. Up in the attic there. He yeah. did that. And then with Rian, um, just sent him the track and asked him if he'd do a solo on it. He's, he plays on Where We Are. There's a solo at the end of it. I have that written there. I have Where We Are, Super Prince, that solo. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> Rian. That's, that's what my notes look like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's him. <laughs> that's nice. Rian. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, like, so good. You know, letting loose. Yeah. <laughs> it must be amazing just having those people that you can call on just kind of bounce ideas off. Yeah, it's great. Like, um, uh, of course, uh, yeah, to run to run things past to get an opinion, uh, or you know, just to know that, you know, if you have an idea for something and you can't do it yourself, that there's there's, you know, friends out there who are willing mm-hmm. and able to help you out. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what are the what's the plan now for ships, Eve? Released procession. Haven't you heard anything, Owen? We've got no plan. No, I'm joking. I'm so kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Festivals? Uh, yeah. Um, you, sound yeah. Like, you sound very much like a festival band. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we, we touched on that maybe before we had the microphones on. Um, we are going to play a few festivals. I think they've some of them have been announced, so it's okay to say. Mm-hmm. So we're playing um, Forbidden Fruit and Body and Soul. And then there's a couple of others that um, they like to announce them themselves first before you can say, so we, we won't say. Um, and then a couple of smaller gigs um, in Dublin. And we also will be getting out um, to Galway and Sligo and Limerick, I hope. And hopefully Cork. And hopefully Cork, Yeah. Um, we, we, but we, that's yet to be. And we, as I said we, again before with the microphone, we, we we learned in the middle of all this that we have to move house. So we actually don't know where we're going to be living at the end of June, which makes kind of the rehearsal vibes a bit tricky and packing up the studio and moving. So I've been a bit hesitant to kind of go ahead and book the the kind of out of Dublin stuff um, until we actually know is it possible that we can rehearse and travel and who's going to mind the cats and there's a few practicalities um, but yeah that's the plan really um, play some gigs hopefully you know I don't know we don't we don't, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing we, yeah. we are quite happy you know letting just <clears throat> letting things come as they do, you know, you came, you're here, you know, <laughs> um, and I suppose, yeah, we're just, we just feel we're, we're quite proud. I think we don't really say that out loud um, to mm. ourselves or to anybody else, but like we are really proud and there is a sense of satisfaction that it's complete and it's out there. And the feedback has been just really so lovely again, like and heartwarming that, you know, it's not that we're going to just sit back and do nothing, but it, we definitely feel satisfied. Like we're not like, desperate to I don't know get more things happening but you know like we're basically open to everything <laughs> but we're also kind of feeling quite quite happy and yeah yeah there's some videos oh that's right on the way two two videos on the way we don't know when we don't know when <laughs> we don't know what they're gonna look like but we know who's making them and we but when we know that they're both in the process mm. of making them can we say that they're uh unmade? Saying leave, leave a no, well, we no, don't leave. know what the okay, what the I, other so I can't say. Be. Um, but yeah, we're that that's we're looking forward to that. Yeah. So um, that you know, I mean, I think that that's that's good that mm. you know that that it's not just here's the album, and then that's it. Like you know, we've got we've got more things coming and more. You know, the project isn't over. The life of the, of mm. the album isn't hasn't ended just because it's been released. Mm. Do you know there's there's you know there's we like um to, to come like you know you mentioned that we we're kind of a, a a festival band and that's definitely one way that we can play those songs but we also like <clears throat> to play a kind of a stripped down version of them and that's kind of opened things up for us to be able to play in different types of spaces and different types of um events as well uh it's like I, I actually love playing that version 
as well. It's like getting down to the kernel of the song and um, like what you see inside actually there, the Nord, the keyboard and the um, guitar and a bunch of pedals and then two voices and we play that we can play the whole record just like that. And that's quite liberating. Hmm. I like doing that. So I like, yeah, I'm making the plan as we speak. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to play more gigs like that as well. I must, must do something about that. <laughs> like you know that like oh the sound has to change for festivals it has to be yeah. bigger it has to get people dancing and stuff yeah yeah well i mean if that's what the record is and somebody's yeah. booking you to play a mm-hmm. festival you know they kind of expect that that's what mm. they're going to get and we should and we shall deliver yeah. mm. so not know, a problem that, but there's also this you know you know there's also um I think it would like we we played down at the, on the music trail of other voices last year, and that's kind that's of what, what started us it, yeah. to want to get that kind of a set done because yeah. they asked us to play two gigs, and one was during the day, and we just thought, well, if we're playing two shows, let's try and do something different for each show. Maybe we could do this kind of a mm. a version of each track, like. Um, so it kind of started there, and you know we're, you know, we might even record them at some stage too. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely record them. Cool. Yeah. So the ship just keeps on sailing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, guys, the album is class. We've Thank been listening you. to it um, all week since it came out. Oh, cool. I place this in front of me. This album just like it just looks amazing. It's so a fair play. Thank Thanks you so much. Years of work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like we should all high five yeah. across the table. <clears throat> um, thank you. Thanks for chatting to us. Thanks for having me in the house. You're welcome. Class. Thanks for You're coming. Welcome. And yeah. yeah, if anybody knows, uh, <laughs> oh, there's a house. Yeah, it's to fit a studio, two people. And a really and, good band. And, yeah, and a really good band. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah.